Hey, it's Kylie Unell. My podcast, 49 Days to Stretch My Soul, is airing each weekday between Passover and Shavuot and follows my daily journey to stretch my soul during these spiritual days. We also wanted to give unorthodox listeners a special weekly window into my Omer counting journey. So here's the past week on 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Monday. Hey, it's Kylie and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. After a week of love, it's time to learn what it looks like to be disciplined and restrained. Life without boundaries is chaotic, which brings us to week two of the Omer, Gvura, traditionally understood as discipline and restraint. To help me understand Gvura is our guiding light through this period, Dasi Zar, co-director of Chabad House Bowery's young professional branch, Kila Satid, and Sfirata Omer expert. Hey, Dasi. Hi. <laughs> We're one week in. Yeah. How is Chesed for you? Hard. <laughs> hard. Yeah. What was so hard, hard about it? What is hard about it is letting go of myself and what I think is right and being open and flexible and letting go of ego mm. and ego based love and like that expansiveness that comes with that. Really hard. Yeah. What you said just now is the whole foundation. And I think once you really hone in on that, the rest gets a lot easier. Which is why I'm excited about this week, which is Gavura, which I understand as discipline and restraint, which is something that I struggle with, I think, because of the first week. I think because of that self-trust, self-love. But tell me about Gavura. Yeah, Gavura, I find to be even harder than Chesed because Chesed is like we hit the pedal, we're going, and then we have to hit the brakes. And it's like, bro, I just started moving and getting into my flow, and now I need to find my restraint, find my boundaries, and find my parameters. Because that's what it is. It's boundaries. It's the box around which things exist. Exactly. It's the container. It's really the container for the flow. You can't operate with just flow. You have to know where you start and when you stop because otherwise that's when you have that's when you have dysfunction and imbalance. So everything needs to have lanes. You have your chesed lane, but you really can't veer off too far because then you're not really in your space anymore. Mm. So probably the hardest thing about chesed is how do I know when to push the brakes? and figuring out where my parameters are and really establishing them. Usually that's where it's most tricky. Gvura is actually so much harder for me. I'm like good with the flow. But yeah. once it comes into Gvura space, it's yeah. like a whole other world. Especially for me, I find myself being more of like the feminine qualities of flow. But then I also have this type A side of me yeah. that needs to know where I'm going, that needs to have a plan. Yeah. So the truth is my my Gavora side also does surface in those ways. I, I shame that part of me mm -hmm. hard because I prefer the the flowy part. Like I feel like that's the right way to be. Mm -hmm. And then the control structure, it, it's like confining and that contradicts that flexible side. So better to just like err on the side of flexible and shut down that other part. Yeah, yeah. We usually like are on one side or the other side. It's that center 
line, which we're going to get to next week, that is the goal. But really, before we can get there, we have to know where those parameters are. And I think that we have people in our lives, like I know for me, my mother-in-law is super type A. Mm -hmm. We're really, really close. But I remember there was a time where it was really hard for me because she is so plan-oriented. She needs to know what she's doing, when she's doing it, exactly what the order of things are. And it was really hard for me in the beginning because it was like, I'm not like that. Yeah. I had so much resistance. But over time, I realized that's so important and so necessary to be productive, to be efficient. So I really take cues from her. We need to look at the people in our lives who maybe are more organized than us, who are a little bit more leaning towards the type A and say like, how can I integrate some of that into my life? Like where in my day can I have a better schedule? How can I use my time most efficiently? And the truth is afterwards, we feel a lot better because we're like, whoa, I just got shiz done, you know? Creating the flow, with that comes the parameters of where do I draw my lines? And it's hard, man. But by the way, when we establish our boundaries— it's a sign of self-respect. Mm. And that also reflects outwards of like, oh, Dossie, let's say I came on time. I don't think I came on time. Dossie <laughs> came on time. So this is Dossie. And I'm not going to cross that boundary because she's spoken into what's important for her, mm. what she's trying to create, who she wants to be, and how she wants to show up in the world. So I'm going to value that versus yeah. kind of not really expressing what's important to us, where our hard lines are, what our values are, right? When those are all kind of blurry, yeah. then we also get frustrated. Yeah. It creates a lot of inner frustration. Like, why did that happen? Why did he say that? Why did my boss speak to me that way? There's an aspect of creating those boundaries within self that actually help us in our interpersonal relationships, I think. And I see how this builds perfectly on to what came before. Like, you need to have that love in order to do that. Ah, the genius of the Jewish tradition, some might (laughs) say. Like, it just builds. And next week, I'm sure we'll also build on this. And this makes sense as a building block. It's for sure the thing that I struggle with the most, in large part tied to that first thing. Like, it's tied to that self-acceptance, expansiveness, love through that work. I feel I feel more open to scheduling mm. part of my day or giving time to things because I value them and because they're important and because I'm important, therefore they're yes. important. Yes, exactly. Those boundaries are so important in creating self-respect. And I think they come so in handy when we're when we're building love relationships. Yeah. Right. A love relationship also needs to have the boundaries. Right. We also yeah. sort of need to know like this is what's important to me and being able to speak into that. And I think our like our we have love relationships. I have love-hate relationships, but one day <laughs> they will be love relationships with the things that I write. Mm-hmm. And like those things that we put, I think Aristotle talks about how the things that you put effort into are the things that you love. Mm-hmm. And so you love like a sculptor loves his sculpture because he created it, he molded it, he took his inner potential and manifested it. Mm-hmm. That creates that love, and the sculpture will never love the creator back. I mean, it's also a sculpture, but what you create or what you give to Mm. will never love you the same way that you love it. My dog does not love me the same way that I love my dog because my dog does not give me nearly as much as I give my dog. Right, wow. But I think that love can be cultivated towards anything, and the boundaries with that are probably the key to having a healthy relationship with whatever it is that you create. Wow, that's wild. Actually, like you said the word love. In Hebrew, the word love is ahava. 
And the root word have means to give, which Mm. is exactly what you're saying. What you give to is what you really love. But how do you know when to stop? How do you know when to create the boundary? You know, it's not just love, right? Actually, King David said that when you express discipline, that's actually an attribute of love because— you wouldn't make a boundary with something you don't love. Yeah. Boundaries are also an aspect of showing love. Yeah. One day I'm going to say, this is not the hardest thing. This is so easy. We're not there yet. Um, <laughs> but I look forward to hopefully being there next week as we take on the next thing. And we'll see how this week goes, how cultivating discipline and boundaries yeah. works out for me. Have a great week. Thank you. <laughs> I'm learning that to do anything well, you have to create boundaries around it. That doesn't come naturally to me, but we'll see what a week of Gvora looks like and where I wind up. Tomorrow, I'm going to read some Stephen Sondheim to see if he can help. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Tuesday. Hey, it's Kylie, and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Today is Tuesday, which means that it is the day that I read something to help me understand this week's attribute of Gavora. When I first thought about moving to New York, I was most drawn to the idea that I would be able to see as much musical theater as I wanted when I got here. I used to wake up early and camp outside the theater starting around 6 in the morning for cheap tickets and make it a point to see every Broadway musical I could during a season. I haven't seen a show in years, but when I think about the concept of discipline or restraint, I can't help but think of the opening lyrics from the opening song to one of my favorite musicals, Sunday in the Park with George by Stephen Sondheim. The musical itself is incredible for its portrayal of the artist's struggle, but beyond that, I think it captures the struggle of restraint and discipline, the struggle of gavura, and it sets the stage for where we'll end up next week with the attribute of harmony. Sondheim opens the show with the lyrics, White. A blank page or canvas. The challenge, bring order to the whole through design, composition, tension, balance, light, and harmony. What is perhaps most striking about Sondheim's lyrics is that he starts with the word challenge. He frames this as a challenge. And for myself, I've thought, that bringing order to the whole, setting out the tasks that I need to accomplish in order to achieve something, creating the list, I thought that was easy, or at least it should be. I have been very hard on myself for most of my life for the discipline that I don't have. And there's something very comforting about being told that this act of restraint and discipline, this trait of Gavura, is actually a challenge. I think it builds really well on what I experienced last week, which was the cultivation of self-compassion. If I'm going to have compassion on myself, I kind of need to acknowledge that things aren't always going to be easy and that that's okay. And so here you have one of the greatest songwriters of all time, one of the greatest composers of all time, talking about the experience of both being an artist and being a human and saying at the outset that this is going to be a challenge and that there are multiple steps that you need to take in order to get to the place of balance, light, and harmony. Those nice, fluffy things that feel like they're a lot kinder than 
tension and order and restraint and boundaries. What Sondheim does is establish that in order to have harmony and in order to have the goodness that comes once you've created something, you need restraint, which is the piece I felt like I have been missing. I'm good with the expansion. I've learned how to do compassion, but the idea of disciplining myself is a little bit harder to swallow. This week, I am going to carry the idea that this is actually a challenge. And I'm going to bet that the next five weeks also won't be easy. I will rest assured that if it is hard for Sondheim to create, it can also be hard for me to create during this process of stretching my soul. Tomorrow, you'll hear my attempt at bringing order to my week, creating something out of nothing with a boundary. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Wednesday. Hey, it's Kylie, and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Today is Wednesday, which means that today is my day of doing something to connect me to Givora, the divine attribute of restraint and discipline. Last week, my stretching was about giving myself space. Week two, I'm going to give myself the boundaries that I need so I don't stretch myself too far. The way I'm practicing that? Setting a deadline for myself when it comes to Shabbat candle lighting and sticking to it. Shabbat is a 25-hour period that begins and ends at sunset. Because the time of the sunsets changes every week, the time that Shabbat starts changes too. So every week Shabbat rolls around and I know candlelighting is coming for a specific time. However, I find a certain comfort in having some ownership over my time. So when I decide to light candles, I will usually do it later than that set time, in a little 18-minute grace period that the sages give us. But since this week is all about discipline, I have been trying to light candles on time. And so I set out to do something unusual for me, set a deadline and stick to it. I kind of get why I avoid this. This actually feels a little bit more <laughs> overwhelming or rushed. It's totally mental. Like it's totally mental. I could have left earlier and then it would have been okay. And I didn't want to, because I still have the comfort of the 18 minutes in my head, but not this week. I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> Looking at the time that I have to leave my apartment in order to make it to my friend's house in order to light on time, I could do this. I can do this because I set out to do it, and if I set out to do it, then I can do it. I'm kind of scared. I don't feel like I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be late. There's a wine tasting, though. Am I going to taste wine? No. I'm going to taste wine. Okay, I think I can do it actually. Got my wine, I'm going home. I can do this. Setting out from my apartment with all my stuff at 6.30 exactly, which means that there's actually a shot of me making this. Stay tuned, but I actually think that, that I, I think I might do it. I think I might do it. Let's see, hey! Yep, I spoke too soon. But my neighbor's daughter got into her dream school. I had to stop and say, hi, what am I gonna do? 6.31, it was only one minute, I swear to you. God slows down time when you're like, I need to do this thing and I want to. God's like, yeah, okay, let's make it happen. Uh, this is, I feel, I feel in communion right now. I feel like we are 
are working together. Oh my god, I cannot believe it. I'm shocked. Wow. Whoa. I have four minutes. Guys, I feel like I can relax. This is the craziest thing. I did not think I was gonna make it. There was no chance of this happening, and it's uh, happening. Uh, I was not gonna make it on time. Yes, you were. I was, cause God is with really me. Was. Cause God is like Kylie. You're gonna put that in the library. I'm gonna throw, but right now I'm gonna. Do your I'm gonna light. Okay. You know what? I've got time to. Sp- I've got three minutes. What should we do? Should we have a glass of wine or something? <laughs> the time is going longer than it's ever been. Like, every minute is lasting five. Time is taking longer. What are you on? Nothing. <laughs> I'm on God right now. Wow, this is amazing. It is lighting time on the dot. Okay, Shabbat Shalom listeners. I cannot believe this happened, but I hope that you are Shabbat. Whenever you have it, goes as frantically, but also as smoothly as mine did. I didn't expect to love discipline so much, but committing myself to doing something by a certain time and shifting my schedule to get there was actually kind of exhilarating. Exhilarating and comforting. I knew what I needed to do, and because I had my goal, I was able to enjoy the little things as they popped up. I've thought that discipline is about cutting myself off from things, when actually I think it frees me up to let God take charge and feel more freedom than less. And so with that, tomorrow I talk to somebody who sets deadlines for a living. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Thursday. Hey, it's Kylie, and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. This week's attribute of Kuvora is all about setting boundaries and leaning into discipline. When it comes to my life, I have my moments, but that's often something I struggle with. Not the organizing part. I actually love making lists of things, but I struggle when it comes to the discipline that's needed to bring the things on my list to life. I have ideas and goals, but in order to carry them out, I need some more Kuvora. To help me get that, I'm turning to the resident taskmaster at Tablet, Sam Hacker. Sam is the chief administrative officer at Tablet Magazine and previously spent five years at The Moth in roles across fundraising, finance, and operations. She worked with both its creative and administrative teams. So basically, when it comes to keeping creative, which is code for flexible, not-so-disciplined people organized and managing all their needs, Sam has a gift. So every week of the Omer has a different trait that Jews are given the opportunity to focus on. The first week was about expansiveness and love, and it's this like unending flow of compassion and goodness. And then this week is discipline and restraint. And I feel really comfortable 
with the first week because <laughs> you just let things go and you just you just are. But putting boundaries on things and creating containers, that's harder for me. And so I'm talking to you because you like scheduling and your job is to create order, is to bring structure to order. And that's really hard. And so I just kind of, I want to talk to you because you're doing it and I want to learn from you. I love that. Wow. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually really bad at containing things and like putting up boundaries in my personal life, but somehow in my work life, it really, I don't know, maybe that makes me unqualified to speak to you about this, but at least for my professional life, I'm really, I think I'm pretty good at it. Part of what came up last week is, is creating a sense of internal value and feeling value for the things that you do and for yourself in the process of doing those things. There's kind of a gap for me, I think, when it comes to certain projects of putting enough value on myself doing them to really create those boundaries. And so I think what I'm most curious to ask you is how did you become you? (laughs) Like, how did you become the person who created those boundaries for yourself, even if just in your work life? I like responding to things. I like having things that I need to do as they come up and responding to them, and I'll know I'll do them. But the idea of sitting at the beginning of my week and scheduling out my week sounds terrifying in its own way. It's like boxing myself in. Right, because it's sort of two different metabolisms almost. Like I always think that I would be really bad working in a restaurant because I'm actually not really good at dealing with things as they come up. I'm just not as good at responding to things in the moment. So actually the first thing I would say is like, you should be proud of yourself that you have that flexibility and that that's like definitely a skill you could teach me about being sort of up for dealing with things as they come. So don't, don't beat yourself up over that. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, how I became myself is like through a whole lot of having anxiety for many years and then figuring out how to manage my anxiety. And for me, as an anxious person, like creating order where I could, where I had the control to create order was really great. So even in my first job out of college, I remember my boss at the time had told me like, you have your job and this is how you do your job. But like, besides that, no one is going to tell you how to do your job. No one's going to demand. I was very lucky. And it was also like 2010 and we weren't so connected to our phones, but like she was like, I'm not going to tell you when you need to be on your email on the weekends. Or like, she actually gave me a lot of freedom to tell myself and remind myself that I have a lot of control over things in my life. And I didn't really think at at that time that I had such ability to control such things in my life. So I think one, being an anxious person, and then two, realizing that I have the ability to create my own order and like figure out what order means for me. Like, I'm a very visual person. So a lot of order that I need is really just visual order. Figuring out what way you need order the most, for me, it's very visual. So like my like to-do list could be kind of a mess, but if my house is clean, that's really helpful to me. I love making lists. It's funny. I think my nature in ways is actually very orderly. And that's not what I was necessarily always surrounded by. So I kind mm. of learned to adapt. And I got, I have, you're right. I have a great skill of flexibility, which helped me balance out, I think, the more rigid seeking order side. But the biggest thing that I'm getting from what you're saying is actually the feeling of like having responsibility over your life. Exactly. And that sense of this is yours to shape. And so it's like ownership. Like you feel ownership over your life and over the direction that it goes in, which is a 
it's kind of a barrier. I think everybody reaches out at a different point in their lives. Yeah, it's almost like a, a two-sided coin. There's like ownership of your life. And then I think there's a real opportunity to ask for accountability or seek people to keep you accountable that I do a lot. Like I really lean on my partner to keep me honest and on target about certain things, like certain things where I, I need him to do that. So yeah, it's this fun thing of being a grown up or like in your twenties and thirties where you're like, okay, I still like for me, I feel like I'm 16 years old all the time. And I had a lot of chaos in my life when I was 16. So it's like, I have to remind myself that I'm 34 and in charge of my life and in charge of making yeah. order. I think I felt like I was 80 in an old age home and then got younger. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and now I'm trying to find the middle. Now I'm just trying to be 28. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like learning what that is. But the nursing home was great. <laughs> like, yeah. Was a good well, I life. bet. I mean, do you say nursing home because people were like taking care of you or because you had no responsibilities or like? I don't know. It was kind of like you're old. You just like live. You've got all this wisdom. I was just like a yeah. wise philosopher mm. in my head. And I don't know. You're not you're free of responsibilities. You don't have to pay your taxes anymore. Like uh, You did the yeah. responsible life and now you're at the end of it. And I like skipped all of the steps to get there because I'm an old soul. So I was able to just do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I once it came to taking responsibility, it was like youth. And now I'm like finding the middle the middle spot. I think I need to compliment this interview with a therapy session. I think that's like that. I mean, I, really- I cannot recommend a therapist. <laughs> but it is a bigger, it, like, I think I went into this week with the thought of restraint and discipline being something that you just implement in your life. What I'm realizing and what you're helping me see is that this is actually kind of bigger than that. And building on the compassion also, like I can appreciate what I do have, which is flexibility, and now just incorporate other skills to complement that so that I'm able to achieve what it is that I'm put here to achieve and do what I want to do. Discipline and order are great if they help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. But like I have a lot of friends who are artists and their discipline is sort of giving themselves free reign over their life. Discipline can look a lot of different ways to different people. And so I wouldn't be hard on yourself about needing to be more rigid. Like I would really, this is probably terrible advice for an episode about discipline, which is like, be less disciplined. <laughs> no, I think that's going to be the theme for like all of the weeks, which is just be kinder to yourself, be easier. It's not that rigid, it's not that hard. Like I go in expecting it to look a certain way. And then the end goal is, well, it's actually pretty flexible and you're doing it okay. <laughs> that I think is probably it. It's like, what, what really do you want to accomplish? Like I, when I look at my, I'm like a freak about my to-do list and I have a to-do list for the day and then I have a to-do list for the week and then I have a to-do list for the month. This is all just for work. It's crazy. (laughs) But it's because some things can't be tackled in a day. And so I don't want to lose them, but I also don't want them to be perpetually on my to-do list because then every day I'm going to look at it and say, I can't get this done today, but I want, you know, some oversight over it. But all of those things really add up to mean like, what do I want to accomplish? And really for me, like, how do I want to see myself as a person who accomplishes these things? Like, yeah, there are things on the on my to-do list that I never get done, but that's because to me, like, they're just not high priority. You can't, not everything can be high priority in your yeah. life. So what are the things that, that I want to get done on my to-do list to show that I'm the kind of person that gets these things done is like a big way of how I approach my own to-do list. My do for the week was lighting Shabbat candles on time, like being disciplined about that. Oh, I love that. And I found that 
though it's kind of, I like having the space. There's this period of 18 minutes after the assigned candle lighting time, which is like wiggle room. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I go into the wiggle room. I think in Jerusalem, it's like 40 minutes or something because you're in a holy city. So you have like right. long, you have wiggle and room. And because you're in Israel, so it's chill. Everyone's like, yeah, don't, don't worry. <laughs> exactly. If you like candles, you're doing well. But by giving myself, by assigning myself that task, it felt like the world moved mountains for me to achieve it. Like by mm. setting out to do that, everything fell into place in the way that I needed it to. No, I didn't think I was going to light on time and I did. Well, I'm actually curious. What do you, how did you go about accomplishing that? Like, do you set a reminder on your phone? Do you, is it just this thing that lives on the back burner of your mind that you're like, oh, remember you have to do this thing? Yeah, it was more a mental commitment. I had a reminder yeah. on my phone, but it was also just a mental commitment. And and I, yeah. you know, I think the reminder did help because it gave me my calendar app popped up an hour before candle lighting time. So I knew when it was coming but really, like, committing to it in my head was three quarters of the battle. Well, for me, it's actually funny you say that because I, so I just got married a week ago. Oh, mazel tov. Thank you. And um, my husband and I kept saying, oh, once we're married, we really want to start lighting Shabbat candles. And we told this to our rabbi, who's our friend, like, six months ago. And she's like, you can start now. And I was like, I don't know. Something about, like, once we're married, that's when it'll be real. And, well, we've only had, I guess one Friday night that we've been married. We did not light Shabbat candles. But I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, well, what could I do to start getting myself to do it? Because yeah, I could set a reminder on my phone and then I'll check it. And maybe I'll do it and I'll check it off and be like, oh, I did that. But will it feel as good? Maybe. Not. But then I was like, oh, we have these like beautiful Shabbat candles and these beautiful mm. candlesticks. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to start leaving them out on the table because visually will remind me that there's this thing I want to do that's really like on my to-do list, but it's more like, what is, I don't need another thing on my to-do list to check off. I really just want to like savor the moment. And how can I savor it? It's like seeing the beautiful candlesticks on my table. And it speaks to you visually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah, hugely. So, you know, if you're someone who does, who like won't notice them, you know, maybe that tactic will work for you. But for me, like seeing them on the table, having dinner every day, seeing them. And then on Friday when I have dinner and then I see them, I might not get in the 18 minutes. So I might be late. But again, for me, it's like, you know, just getting it done would be great, even if I'm yeah. off timing. So yeah, just figuring out what works for you. I love that. I love that. That's really good advice. And this conversation has given me more room to breathe. So I really appreciate you. Oh, good. My pleasure. I went into this week thinking that I needed a drastic change in my life. I thought I needed to become a new person in order to be successful. Sam helped me reframe my issue and in true Svirata Omer fashion, built on what I worked on last week with a trait of self-compassion she helped me understand that I'm already doing fine. It's kind of crazy that I keep having to remind myself of this, but that's where I'm at. And thus far, these interviews have been a great opportunity to remind myself that that's okay. And so, with yet another week feeling a sense of comfort with myself, tomorrow I'll wrap up week two of the Omer with a reflection on Gvura and everything that I've learned. Until then, I'm Kylie Yunel, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Friday. Hey, 
It's Kylie, and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. I came into this week avoiding discipline. I prefer to keep the boundaries open because to me, it feels like I have more freedom when I do that than less. I avoid setting deadlines, or at least meeting them. And I'm freaked out by anything that requires me to set a time boundary to meet. My experience of deadlines is the terrible feeling of being behind and getting stuck under a mountain of work that I can't climb over. I have reinforced the idea that deadlines are scary, and so whenever I find out about a deadline, I am terrified of it. That response is so deeply ingrained in me that I don't even realize it when it comes up. I just know that deadlines equal fear. Basically, I'm like Pavlov's dog, but instead of salivating every time I hear a bell ring, I either freak out or shut down whenever I'm faced with a deadline. And so this week, like all weeks, was about giving me a new association with the word discipline. Talking to Dasi eased me into things. Gavura is a week that follows chesed, which means that the point is to accept where I am and improve in the ways that are genuine to me. Sam was also a huge help in reinforcing that. She showed me that she does discipline in her own way and opened the door for me to be able to do it in mine. It doesn't mean I have to fit the ideal of a highly disciplined person. It's me doing discipline which means that discipline is going to look uniquely Kylie. When I set out to light candles on time, it didn't sound or look like a pious rabbi's wife lighting candles. It was me, a little frantic, drinking wine, taking advantage of a window to say hi to my neighbors, and getting distracted by all of the little things along the way. Ultimately, I ended up figuring out that discipline is actually a source of freedom and not an enemy of it. When I set deadlines for myself, I actually felt more able to experience the little joys in life that arose as I set out to reach my goal. I also learned that not being disciplined doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes my life a little harder. But more importantly, I can have compassion for myself and for my fears and know that I'm a work in progress and getting better with time. Undoing habits that have been built up over years takes time and I can be disciplined about that. All I have to do is wake up in the morning and live. That's what Sondheim is getting at with his lyrics. Bringing order to the whole is a challenge. That entire musical is all about the challenge of being a human and a creative human at that. The idea is to figure out how to combine all your various parts into your own harmony. The wild thing is how much that builds on last week's theme of chesed and that expansiveness. Now we're getting to accepting all the parts. Next week, we're going to try to bring all these elements into balance with the ferret, the attribute of balance and harmony. That's it for 49 Days to Stretch My Soul this week. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get the daily version. Forty-nine Days to Stretch My Soul is a production of Tablet Studios. The show is hosted by me, Kylie Unell, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Josh Cross, Quinn Waller, Robert Scaramuccia, and Sara Fredman-Ader. Our team includes Stephanie Butnick, Leah Leibovitz, Mark Oppenheimer, and Tanya Singer. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. For more of me, you can follow at Kylie Unell on Instagram. For more information about this or any other of Tablet's podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts.